On today's Triangle Sports Take, me, Mitchell, and Cody are here to give an update on college football as the season's a few weeks underway, as well as uh, touch a little bit on some of our favorite pro teams, the Carolina Hurricanes, they're in the offseason, but Cody uh, has a little bit of information on them, and of course the Atlanta Braves um, as the MLB season is getting close to the end. So we'll, I guess we'll kind of start with, uh, we'll start with the Braves um, as as of today, September 26th is when we're recording this. They are, looks like a game back of the Mets in the NL East with about six games to go. So that division is really coming right down to the wire. Um, it's been neck and neck really ever since June. Um, and Cody, I don't, know, I don't know about you, but like the Braves won it all last year. So I'm, I'm not necessarily sitting here going, man, I hope we win it all again this year. Obviously, I would love to, but... Honestly, if we can beat out the Mets for the NL East after all their fans have been smack-talking us all year, I think that would satisfy me enough as far as that goes. Um, but uh, what, what, do you think are, what do you think the Braves' chances are of taking the division and kind of what, uh, what do you expect to see from them from the uh, last week and into the postseason? Well, I definitely think we have like a little bit harder strength to schedule to close it, but we do play the Mets, so... Yeah, to beat them. I mean, nothing better than beating them to win the division. Um, you know, if we lose the division, as long as we go further than them in the playoffs, then I mean, they really have nothing to say. They've been building a team for like the last twenty years, and they still haven't been able to compete. <laughs> so, I'm really not that worried about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Braves are looking good as long as our pitching comes together. Uh, they've been looking pretty good lately. So, Bryce Elder threw a complete game tonight, complete game shutout. So, if we can keep kind of some of that momentum going into the playoffs, I think we'll be in pretty good shape. Need a Cunha to get fully healthy and start playing well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like if we can go into that last series against the Mets down just one game, I feel like our chances are pretty good of taking two out of three and at least – tying them. I feel like if we go into the series down two games or more, we're probably not going to come back. Um, but if, yeah. if we can be within one game, I feel pretty good. And I think that uh, that last series is going to be pretty crazy. And Lana's definitely going to be rocking when those two uh, come together. But yeah, I, I also agree. Like if we can at least go farther than the Mets, then I'm cool with that too. I, I just don't want to see them win the World Series just so we can keep talking smack and kind of making fun of their uh, pathetic excuse of a baseball franchise since they're kind of our rivals. Um, yeah, our rivals, little brother to the Yankees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. More of that, I guess. Um, that, that's really all I wanted to put out there with the Braves. Did you want to say anything else, or you want to move on to the Hurricanes? No, we didn't move on to the Canes. I didn't really have a whole lot to say about them. I was just going to say, season's coming up. First preseason action is coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, should be pretty good this year. We're trying to figure out who's going to be our second line center to replace Vincent uh, Kerchak since he moved on, went to the Rangers. I think a lot of people kind of think it's very Kotkaniemi. Is going to kind of take over that role. We gave him a long contract extension, I think like eight years. So I think the expectation is that he's going to kind of move in that second second line centerman role. Um, possibly Nietzsche as well. He's a little more comfortable in the center, but he really didn't play that well last year. So 
that's a big question. And also, how will the health of Max Pacioretty turn out? And then how good will he be as, like, that guy that can go get us a goal when we've got to have it? And me and Cassidy also are kind of splitting tickets with some folks, some season tickets, so may have an opportunity to make maybe a uh, trying sports take prize, a couple Canes tickets. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. We could uh, definitely try and set something up with our uh, loyal listeners for that. That's, that's pretty cool. I didn't know you guys were going to have tickets for that. That's awesome. Yeah, we're not going to go to like a ton of games, especially early in the year, but mm-hmm. – um, you know, have a pretty good opportunity to get, you know, whatever games we're, we're looking for. So we'll have to work something out for the uh, loyal listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I guess yeah. hockey season doesn't have uh, too much longer until it starts. Isn't it like October, November when it gets started? Yeah, about October. I think preseason games start uh, maybe tomorrow or this weekend. Okay. So it may have started today. I'll have to go back and check. But, yeah, it's – it's coming up quick. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of transition from there into college football. Mitchell, since you haven't had the chance to speak much yet, uh, how about you go ahead and get us started and kind of give your thoughts on Duke? I know they're off to a maybe better than expected start of the year so far. Yeah, so the Blue Devils, like I asked, we're taking a look at that. Um, you know, just we're take a look at the teams, our predictions for the year. I think I said that. I thought Duke was going to win two games. So I'm excited to see, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to just, you know, that seems to know what he's doing. Um, he's really getting the players energized. Um, obviously, we lost this weekend. But just overall, I think the excitement behind the program is a lot higher than it was with Cutcliffe. So you can just tell the energy on the field is much, much better. Um, the offense, as far as... The offense on the team is really it's looking pretty good, um, which I'm excited about. I mean, we've definitely we're definitely not a complete team yet, but we've got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff happening, and I'm excited to see where these next couple years will go um, with the team. But um, yeah, it's been a great start, and I think we've got a lot to look forward to. And I'll be surprised now. I don't want to. You know, don't want to jinx anything too bad, but I'd be surprised if we didn't make some kind of bowl this season after the the start that we've had. So that'd be sweet. Okay, okay, bold prediction there. Predicting a bowl game. I mean, they're they're three and one, so they're in pretty good position. I would imagine their schedule will get a little tougher, but yeah, that that could definitely happen. Um, any anything else you want to touch on, or should we move on? No, I mean that's it. And I'm just you know I'm excited, or I guess surprised with the fact that. The season has started the way that it has because, honestly, this is probably the first season where I've actually found myself wanting to sit down probably in the past, like, four years. So that's something to get excited about for the Duke football fans out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I know there's not many of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, when you talk about Duke football fans, I was going to make a joke about the uh, home attendance at Duke. But you know what? I'll stay away from that. Maybe I'll make that joke another time, okay? Anyways, I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of speak on Carolina a little bit, and then we'll let Cody go ahead uh, with NC State. So Carolina, 3-1 and one right now. I mean, they beat Florida Gulf Coast – or not Florida Gulf Coast, Florida A&M first game, as expected. Beat App State in a crazy shootout, which was maybe the craziest fourth quarter of a college football game I've ever seen. They gave up 
I don't know, what was it, 41, 42 points or something like that in the fourth quarter and still somehow managed to win the game. Uh, that was that was wild. Uh, then went over Georgia State as expected. And then just a few days ago, um, lost at home to Notre Dame. I wasn't able to watch a ton of that game, but from the little bit I looked at, you know, it looked like the, the defense struggled. It was a little bit frustrating. There was also some... Uh, I'll just say questionable calls, but I still think they would have lost even without the uh, poor officiating. Um, but I mean, basically, Carolina sits at three and one, which I think a lot of people kind of expected the first four games to go the way they did, win or lose. Um, uh, I will say the defense has not looked good at all. There may be some trouble there going forward. Uh, the quarterback play, though, I, I wasn't sure how we would replace Sam Howell, but so far Drake May is doing a great job. He's he's not really missing a beat. I mean, even the game they lost the other day, I'm pretty sure he threw for five touchdowns and had 300 yards passing. Like, you can't ask for much more than that. He's, he's balled out, played really, really good. And I, I think that these next two games against Virginia Tech and against Miami are going to be really, really big on setting the tone for this season and kind of setting the tone for, you know, maybe the future of the program with Mac Brown. I mean, these are two games coming up are both, uh, both games that, you know, I think Carolina could definitely win. They also could definitely lose. They're kind of both 50, 50, I think on can go either way. Um, if they win both and they go to five and one, then, Hey, I think the team's looking pretty good. People are feeling pretty good about everything. If they win one, lose one, they're at four and two, then it's kind of like, okay, pretty good, could be better. We'll see how the second half of the season goes. Um, if they lose both and fall to three and three, uh, then that might be some trouble. And you're going to hear, uh, you're going to start to hear some voices questioning Mac Brown and questioning that coaching staff if they fall to three and three, because, you know, we're, I think some of the fans are kind of at the point where they're expecting, Carolina football to maybe take a next step and become a little more consistent. So as far as it goes with the future of the program and the future with Mac Brown, I think these next two weeks are going to be crucial to kind of see where this football program's at and see if they're able to uh, take the next step or two. Um, and another thing about this upcoming game against Virginia Tech is I I have tickets to it. I'm supposed to go to it. And now, of course, there's a Strong chance of a hurricane slash tropical storm to come through the area this weekend. So not too excited about that, especially considering um, in 2016, I actually went to the Carolina-Virginia Tech game, which was also in a hurricane. And let me just say that was uh, the worst experience I've had going to a football game, mainly because of that. So I really, really hope it's not a repeat of that. But that that's basically uh, all I have for now in Carolina. You know, not... Amazing, not terrible through the first four games. I think these next two are going to be really, really important in uh, setting the tone for the remainder of the season. Um, I don't know if you guys have any any questions you want to ask me about that or if we want to move on to NC State. Yeah, let's move on to NC State. I have a, something to bring up after Cody makes his comments on State, but I assume you guys may uh, have an idea of what that might be. So State's had a pretty good year so far. Um, not going to lie, after the first game against East Carolina where we were lucky to scrape out a win, I was pretty worried that we were going to be a bit bust this year. 
But um, it's definitely kind of turned up for the better after that. Um, we killed Charleston Southern, which we were supposed to do. And then we pretty handily beat Texas Tech, who has had a pretty good year, actually. They've beaten a ranked Texas. They've beaten a ranked Houston. I don't know if Houston's ranked anymore, but they were ranked at the time that they beat them. And then they killed Murray State. So we're their only loss. So Texas Tech has had a pretty good year to date, so not a bad win at all. This weekend, we've got Clemson in Death Valley. As long as it doesn't get hurricaned out, um, it looks like it's going to be, well, it is going to be college game day. So if it ends up getting played in a hurricane, that'll be the ultimate, you know, gutted out kind of win. Um, Devin Leary was supposed to be incredible this year, and he's definitely been good. I think there's still a little more that he could do, um, you know, and maybe he'll get a little bit better as the season progresses, um, especially against East Carolina and then as well against Texas Tech. It just kind of left a little bit to be desired. Um, honestly, kind of played more of a game manager role than a star quarterback. So we'll see. I'm excited about the year. If we beat Clemson, uh, that would be pretty great. Kind of puts us on the right track. Uh, me, Cassidy, and my dad are all going to the Florida State game the following weekend, and that could be another ranked, you know, top 20, top 15 matchup. So, really excited to be going to that game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I still think 10-2, and 9-3 and three is going to, where we're going to be where we're ending up. But I'm cautiously optimistic about the season at this point. Yeah, that State-Clemson game is going to be big time this Saturday. As you mentioned, college game day is going to be there. If it does end up being like kind of a hurricane, torrential downpour type of game, do you think that favors one team over the other? I'm not sure. State doesn't have, like, a dominant runner. Last year, I would have said it favored State, possibly, because we had Bam Knight and then uh, I can't remember his name now. We had kind of two really, really strong running backs. This year, we're more of a running back by committee type team, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of who who stays healthiest throughout the game. Through our first four games, we've had three different leading rushers. So definitely kind of a run back by committee type deal. So we'll see kind of what turns out for State. I don't think it necessarily favors either team, to be honest with you. Both, of, both State and Clemson are built on their defense, so it'll really just turn into a slugfest. Yeah, it, it may be just a which team makes the most turnovers kind of thing uh, can pull out a win if that happens. Um, anything else you wanted to add? Or, Mitchell, did you have something you wanted to ask us? Yeah, I have a couple of things. So the first thing, um, this is for Cody. Um, Cody, I'm curious how you're feeling going into the Clemson game. I, I want to get your take on whether you see State coming out with a win or not. Because for me personally, I feel like State's probably the most interesting team in the triangle this year. Just based off their star, I know NC State always comes into a football season and probably more often than not, they're expected to do well and they don't. And this has been one of the first years in a while that they've actually shown up and they've 
they've had good games, they beat good teams. So how do you feel going into this Clemson? Um, Clemson game, knowing that Clemson struggled on the road against uh, Wake Forest last week and barely scraped out a win? That's a good question. So I used to always say Clemson is always really good, State's always mediocre, and we always play close games. Like, every game we play against Clemson, I feel like it comes down to, like, a couple missed kicks, a couple bad turnovers here or there. I don't know. I'm Like I said, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic. It, I don't feel like we're going into this game just totally outmatched. Yeah, I agree with you there, and I think I watched quite a bit of the, the Clemson Wake Forest game on Saturday, and I feel like if, I mean, Wake Forest is always an offensive team, but it looks like Clemson's offense is kind of keeping them in the game, and I feel like if State can just show up on defense, which they usually do, um, at least it seems like they have been this season, they've got a good chance to win, and I'm going to go ahead and make the early prediction that State's going to uh, get the victory on Saturday. Daggum, that is a bold prediction there, Mitchell. Wow, okay. Hey, I, I think yeah. if, if State can put some pressure on a DJ Ukulele, whatever his name is, then they can really rattle him. I really don't think he's that great of a quarterback. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. It's uh, not often that I'm excited about in-state football, but I'm excited about our prospects and the possibility of you know, what this season could hold. Yeah, um, and I wanted to bring this up too because it's kind of been floating around on Twitter this week, um, but the comments that UNC's uh, QB made about the state's program, um, don't have to go into specifics, but I'm just curious, because I'm sure most of the listeners have seen it if they're, if they're into the whole um, college football scene, but I guess looking ahead to the UNC versus NC State matchup, how does um, that make you guys feel going into that game? C- Cody, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Why don't you go first and then I'll go after that. All right. Uh, yeah, so what, what Mitch was referring to is, I don't I don't know exactly what the whole context was, but basically Drake May was talking to some reporters and he said something like, yeah, anyone who goes to NC State just couldn't get into Carolina. Um my comments on that, like, first of all, I don't think you should have said that just because, you know, you don't want to give your, your rival any, any bullets and board material, give them any more motivation to play hard. But at the same time, uh, I think all he was doing was making a joke, and I do think some state fans are overreacting to it on Twitter, as you would expect. Uh, but, but basically, that's, that's my two cents on it. He probably shouldn't have said it, but at the same time, it was just a joke, and people were making a bigger deal out of it than it really should be. On my end, uh, I thought it was humorous, honestly. I mean, what more can you want out of a couple big in-state rivals? Uh, their college kids are going to say funny, humorous things. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I feel like State has all the ammo they could want to send about Carolina putting their players through fake classes and cheating and everything else, so... You know, we can we can send it back. It's just kind of why why create the extra ammunition? Like Carson said, the extra bulletin board material. Uh, I love anything like that to add a little extra heat to the rivalry. So I'm excited. I don't think it's a big deal. Once again, no reason to blow it up. You know, maybe let's have a little 
maybe let's have a little more a little more fire like that coming out. I think it just adds adds a little spice to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, kind of. Go ahead, Mitchell. Kind of along the lines of what you're feeling, Cody. But as far as like me being a fan, like if I if I, I mean, let's just say that they said that about like like Duke or something, I would kind of, I would be a little pissed to be honest. I would feel a little apprehensive about it. Maybe that's, I don't know, maybe it's something to do with the history there. Maybe it's more of the basketball fan and me talking. But I agree with you 100% along the lines of that's kind of what you want to hear at the same time because anything that you can get out of the opposing team to kind of add, add fuel to the fire when you play the other team definitely, I think, gives you a competitive edge. So you can acknowledge that maybe it will give the players a little bit of fire. So um, maybe even a little bit of... Uh, I think that helps if you say it a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It kind of adds a little nastiness to it, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get what you are saying. And, yeah, as you were kind of hinted to, Cody, I think us as fans, we kind of like hearing stuff like that because it kind of stirs the pot a little bit. It makes things a little more interesting. So I, I think as fans, we kind of enjoy that. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Mac Brown and the other coaches were kind of like, all right, look, you know, you need to – you need to dial it down a little bit. Um, well, one thing about that too is somebody must have made him apologize or something because he tweeted an apology later that day. Like I guarantee you either one of the coaches or maybe the athletic director like told him to do that. And that, that's another thing. It's like, hey, if you're going to go out there and talk smack, just don't apologize. Go ahead and, you know, talk it, say it with your chest and then go go out there on the field and back it up, you know. Um, as, a, as a Carolina fan, if – if he can go out there and back it up on the field, go ahead and talk all you want. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something that kind of stirs the pot and I think makes things a little more interesting and it'll make the State Carolina game a little more interesting here at the end of the year. We have a couple months until that though. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that he tweeted something about it, but that definitely uh, makes it definitely a little bit more on training. It's a good piece. But as a third party fan between the Third-party fan looking kind of announced I did on the game. I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm gonna try to tune in. Yeah, definitely. Um, that that's pretty much I think. I think just about all we had. Uh, one quick thing to add at the end here. Uh, for those of you who follow us on social media, we we did have a personalized video from Tyler Hansborough to me for my birthday, which is a few days ago. Um, and then he did start actually following our podcast on Instagram. Uh, yes, the ACC all-time leading scorer actually follows us on Instagram now, which if, if you know me, like Mitchell and Cody know me, you know that Tyler Hansbro is not only my favorite Carolina basketball player, but he's also uh, you know really just my favorite athlete in general that I've ever watched. So I, I'm like still in shock that that happened, and I, I never would have even um, – Never really would have imagined that Tyler Hansbro would be following our podcast when we started this, you know, two and a half years ago. So that's obviously like a really, really cool milestone and probably the, at least to me personally, the coolest thing that's happened to this podcast so far. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but anyways, uh, we hope everyone has a great rest of the week. Um, be, uh, be keeping an eye on our social media. Our football picks are still going on. I think we're all neck and neck right now. Uh, just a reminder, the... The punishment for that this year is the first place person gets to dump a cold bucket of ice water on whoever finishes in last place. And yes, we'll put that on our Instagram whenever that happens at the end of the season. Uh, so 
keep an eye on that, and we hope you guys will continue to tune in.